The Bennington Magazine recently spoke with Holly McCormick, Dean of Fieldwork Term and Career Development at Bennington. Holly handles strategic planning, partnership building, and fundraising for the expansion of Fieldwork Term and Work Engage learning initiatives. Her efforts focus on the academic integration of Fieldwork Term and the resulting opportunity for employer recruitment. Holly also oversees the Kilpatrick Fellowship Program and provides career advising for seniors and alumni. I'm Holly McCormick. I work as the Dean of Fieldwork Term here at Bennington College. And my role is to really think about what does it mean to take experiential learning or work-integrated learning and find a way to integrate that more and more into the curriculum. So work-integrated learning has the implication that it's integrated into something. And ideally, that something would be the academics. Given this term that we have every year where students go and do internships in the world, how do we then bring it back and bring it into the classroom and allow the classroom experience to inform the work that's happening out in the world and allow the work that's happening in the world to inform the classroom experience? Do you think there's more significance to Bennington's fieldwork term program because it was required as part of the education from the beginning? It, it didn't start as a vocational initiative. It really started as a pedagogical initiative, that there's a way in which Bennington keeps truing itself up to the pedagogical, um, but in that it remains immensely relevant uh, in, today's, in today's world. So it wasn't called fieldwork term then, it was called work-study period, and then it was called non-resident term, and, and later it morphed into fieldwork term. But in its essence, it's always been the same idea, which is there's intense periods of study that are happening on a rural campus here in Vermont. And then from those studies, students need to kind of lift their head up and go out in the world and figure out how do you take what you're learning in the classroom and apply it into the real world and see how each informant influenced the other. That the, this pedagogy of learning by doing was really there at the first breath of the institution and constantly being asked, is this still relevant? Is this still important? I think the piece of, the reason why we see fieldwork term as a piece of, the, of a Bennington education that's still here 80 plus years later is because it becomes more and more relevant as history has sort of progressed. People want students, recent graduates who've had work experience as well as intense academic study. And Bennington saw that uh, at its founding, which I think is pretty remarkable. Why do you think it's becoming more relevant? I think it's becoming more relevant because the work world is moving so quickly that employers don't really have the time to train employees anymore. So they really need employees who are ready to hit the ground running as soon as they graduate. And in order to hit the ground running as soon as you graduate, typically you need to have work experience to be able to do that. So I think that's why most institutions are bringing some kind of internship program or work-based program onto, onto their campuses. It's really in response to the demands and needs of employers in, the work, in today's workforce. So how do you think that Bennington's work integration is different, if at all, from the work integration that's happening in today's uh, higher ed landscape? I think that's why you'll see a, you'll see differences between how fieldwork term is done here and maybe how internship programs are done at other schools. Here it's about how do you deepen and broaden your educational inquiry. Now the outcome of how do you deepen and broaden your educational experience by using work as a, a platform to do that, one of those outcomes happens to be that you become workplace ready. But it isn't the driving force. The driving force is still about an allegiance to 
a real, true liberal arts education and what it means to, to put a student in the driver's seat of that education and to say, the experiences that you have will broaden your perspective, will deepen your understanding, will inform you in ways that you wouldn't otherwise be informed by. And we want that for you as, an, as a student who is learning what it means to learn. And we want you to be able to bring that understanding into the rest of your life. And we would be remiss if we didn't have you out in the world of work. As a result of that, students aren't seeing it in a, as a silo experience. They're not seeing it as, I'm in my classes and then I'm going to go have this work experience and I'm going to go back to my classes. They really start to see it as a more integrated whole where I've, I've done some deep diving in my classes. Now I'm going to come up and I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to ex experience how what I've just learned about may or may not apply. Um, I might come up with new questions or, or new ideas. I might be challenged to think in a new way or to have a different perspective that the world of work allows that I wouldn't otherwise have uh, if, I, if I remained in a class. And then I want to bring that back to campus with me and I want to think about how what I just learned, how what I just experienced, um, how my ideas and beliefs were just challenged uh, can deepen my academic inquiry here. Mm -hmm. And how important do you think it is to have the whole integrated experience, but also to have an open curriculum to come back to? I think it's essential because what we're saying to students is that we expect that when you go out into the world, you're going to be shifted and changed in some way, shape, or form. So then if we're not able to be responsive to those shifts and changes when they return, it would seem at odds with our philosophy. So by the very nature of of that expectation or the implication that they're going to they're going to go out into the world and by the, by the nature of that experience they're going to be changed and they're going to come back and that change of perspective that change of mind is going to is going to inform the classes that they might choose if we aren't able to be responsive and, and malleable in that way, uh, then I think we're sending a mixed message to students. So one of the things I love about the Bennington curriculum is that students can choose to do tutorials. And this is what, something we see very often when students come back from fieldwork term. Uh, maybe they had an idea about uh, an academic question that they were that they were diving deep into. They were really excited about the fieldwork uh, internship that they had set up for themselves. Uh, that internship somehow illuminated an aspect of what they were studying in a way that they hadn't seen or understood when they were in the classroom. And now they're really curious about something new for the first time and they hadn't even imagined it in the fall. So they come back and they want to they wanna understandably extend that experience in some way. So the fact that they could go up to a professor and say, I'd love to do, do a tutorial, or they could even contact that professor over fieldwork term and say, this is what I'm thinking about for this spring, and pitch a way to study something that has emerged over fieldwork term in the spring term or possibly in the, in the following fall. Students are constantly going out into the world with assumptions about their interests and being in the workforce, being in the workplace, and coming back and saying, wow, that is so not what I expected. Right. So does the unexpected only come in the form of work content, or does it also come in the form of the way work enters the world? For instance, if I'm a science student and I go to work in an ER and I realize, 
oh my god, I love science, but I can't stand the sight of blood. How do you talk with students about that when they come back? How do you coach them into thinking about their work as it's related to academics and in the field? So we see that the relationship that a student has with work is not only about content, but it's also about form. Um, and that's one thing that I think fieldwork term uh, consistently does because when students come back from their fieldwork term, they're required to reflect on the experience. It may just be, now I have a greater sense of what I'm focusing on and now I can use my time here more constructively. Uh, and because fieldwork term happens every year of a student's education, if they have that experience, you know, so for example, using the education model, if they have the experience where they've gone into a classroom, maybe their first fieldwork term, and they realize, I'm not so sure the classroom is the right place for me. And then the next fieldwork term, maybe they work with an organization like Student Achievement Partners, where they're really looking at education policy and reform from a, from a broader perspective. And they get a sense of, oh my gosh, I really love this piece of research. Uh, then they might challenge that assumption the next fieldwork term, and they might try a different kind of maybe education think tank. Or, um, or they might say, and I really love to understand uh, what it means to take these um, these policies and these and these ideas of reform and think with an administrator about how they're integrating them into a school and I want to want to try that on so there's a way in which they really get to follow that that curiosity and see I, yes I do love education maybe not so much in the classroom but actually after all of these iterations I think it really is about administrative leadership in educational models that I'm interested in. So that we see on a very, very regular basis. And to me, I think that's an education uh, worth investing in. Right, and when you educate in a particular way, it matters in how you come into work and how engaged you are with work and how engaged you are with life. And yet that's rarely recognized as a property of education that informs work. So employers, are not usually asking how close a relationship did you have with your faculty or advisors or how much feedback did you get on your work when you're at college and yet what i hear you saying is that these things matter more than anything else can you say a little bit more about that so Gallup Purdue did a survey about how engaged at work is the national population. So how does engagement with work contribute to an overall sense of well-being in one's life? And then they went a step further and they said, is there any correlation between that and the experience that you had in college? And that's exactly what they found. You're typically five times more likely to have well-being across many vectors of your life. People who are more engaged at work shared very similar qualities in their higher ed experience. And those qualities are like a playbook of how Bennington educates. So uh, did you feel that your professor uh, was engaged in your studies and was and was reading, rooting for you, basically? Uh, did you have a sense that your college was invested in you, not only while you were here, but beyond? Did you do either semester-long projects or did you have some kind of work-based internship experience, et cetera. And so our hypothesis was if we offer 
these educational structures um, and, and we have an educational culture that matches what the Gallup Purdue survey was asking, then we should see that our alumni are engaged at work and we should see a certain level of, of well-being across these, these factors of, of life, relationship, community, etc. And what we found was that 89% of our alumni uh, who responded to the survey said that, that they felt engaged at work. And that 89% uh, compares to the national percentage of 39% from the Gallup Purdue survey. So then it should follow that they feel fulfilled in life. And we had well over 90% of our alumni say that they were fulfilled with their life path, regardless of salary level, regardless of how many years out. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that there is broad benefit of a liberal arts education that helps students understand not only how to come into the workplace, but to come into their life and the effects that that has, the ripple effects that work engagement has in their life. Do you think employers see that benefit as well and are calling on colleges to instill this at a collegiate level? Or are your conversations with employers still skill-based conversations? More of what the conversations I have with employers typically tend to revolve around, I love Bennington interns. I love what they bring to my organization. And so then the conversation was, well, how is that different? Or the same, or you know, what is it that you really love? And typically what they're talking about could equal engagement, of course, um, but they talk about it in terms of uh, traits and skills. So traits of a of an engaged employee that they that they will speak about are um, a, a kind of work ethic a, an insatiable curiosity a willingness to go above and beyond a sense that um, that the work that there's an ownership of of the work and they really want to do uh, the best job possible not necessarily uh, because it's being asked of them, because they ha they have an ownership of that kind of work, uh, and they want it. They want to do it for their own sense of of personal self motivation. Uh, we hear them talk about a, a quickness to be able to learn something and to not be stopped by um, not knowing, but being resourceful and being able to go figure it out. Uh, I hear a lot about uh, from employers about how uh, the Bennington intern will. Uh, know what questions to ask. So we'll go try to figure something out and come back and ask the most important questions and not just ask questions right from the very beginning about how do I do this, but they want to kind of, they want to be with it first and, and see what they can explore and understand on their own and then come back with those questions and ask the question that the employer may not have thought to ask because they're thinking about it in an interesting or creative way. Mm. So that's very much an employer point of view and value. The Bennington intern is serving us in some way and they're thinking rationally, they're thinking logically, they're coming back with the important questions. And we hear often how, how well that serves the employer or the organization that the intern is working within. I guess I'm curious, how does that land with the intern and the student themselves? And how do you help them see and find what they're after in a work experience? And does that coaching and conversation change at all 
based on where they are in their education and where they are in their work experience. How we coach depends on who's sitting in front of us and what they're bringing to the conversation. So the fact that they may be a first year student is important, but it may not be the most important piece of information in the room, right? So a first year student could come to us and say that they know exactly what they want to do and they've done three summer internships already where they've been doing that thing and they want to do another ex example or experience of that thing. And in that particular moment, given that they're a first year student and they already have some experience in that area, we might say, you're, you're a first year student, you've already have some great opportunity, you've already had some great opportunities to work in this area. If you were to broaden, if you were to broaden your interest and you were to explore a little bit further, what would that look like? And, and why would that be important and interesting to you? And just to see, just to see if there's a space for that student that they hadn't given themselves permission to explore yet. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're going to require them to go that direction, but we just want to see if we can open up the conversation to be a little broader. Similarly, a first year student, another first year student might come in who doesn't have that level of specificity of interest and might feel, my God, I don't even know where to begin. So those are very different conversations. So it's the fact that there are first year students doesn't necessarily mean that we approach it the same way. It's really about what is the, the individual bringing to the conversation. That said, there are general ways to think about the advising process um, as it relates to work integrated learning. So typically speaking, we we're, you know, our conversations with first year students and second year students are trying to get them to explore interests kind of more broadly. We know when they get to their junior and senior year, they're usually so passionate and so interested in a particular topic that they really want to go deeper in those areas. So their fieldwork is usually more specific and our help in that at that point is to say, okay, this is what you've done before. What does your educational inquiry feel like it's zoning in on? And how can we help you think about organizations that are doing the kinds of work that you're interested in? So that's when they're a student. You're coaching them around how to find and explore internships that fit within their educational inquiry are answering questions that they're still posing and asking. Does your coaching and consultation shift at all as soon as they're ready to graduate and enter into full-time work? Does that change the shape of the way that you advise students? When students are getting ready to graduate, the conversation of course, it becomes a little bit more pointed because the stakes are higher in a sense, right? And they're trying to think about what's the next step that I'm going to take. This is definitely something that I have seen changed over the last 20 years. Really? How, how have you seen that change? Um, the conversation now is next step, not what am I going to be doing for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So there's a real sense that what they do after graduation maybe six months with their planning, it might be a year. Those that, that really feels like a lot of time. And remember, they've been thinking in semesters for 20-something years. And at the very most, it may be a couple of years. But I don't think I'm having any conversations these days where students are thinking beyond a two-year period. Is that something that you're seeing now in this moment in your career or is I mean you've been doing this for 15 to 20 years you've been working with students around integrated and work learning um, 
is this something that is new or is this something um, that has always been present? That seems to match against national statistics where millennials are anticipating being in a job no more than two years. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that is a way in which it changes a conversation very differently if if someone's planning to be to do something for a shorter period of time what is it that they're wanting to get out of that experience and then the other part of the conversation that i feel that as an institution of higher education we're really responsible to have with students is helping them recognize that they're that when they're going out into the world whether it's fieldwork term or whether it's when they graduate they're shifting from being professional students to being professionals. And they're shifting from the focus being about them and their interests to being about how to be in service to the organization that they're going to go and, and work with. And that is a hard transition because they have, uh, for better or for worse, and I, I think the, the net sum is for better. They have been told that to think about what it is that they really want. What is that dream job? Where do they, how do they, you know, what are their skills that they can uniquely contribute? As a, f a culture of families and as a culture of educational institutions, we've encouraged that thinking. So the fact that they have a more, you know, personalized lens on the work that they want to do and they really want to have that be an extension of who they are. You know, as a, as a community that surrounds them, we're partly responsible for, how, for, for sort of engaging that thinking and that belief system. And depending on where you're sitting, you can either see that as a positive or a negative. And often in academic situations, we see that very positively. That's what we want our students to bring into the world. How do you see it and how are employers seeing that? And I don't necessarily think that that's negative. As I said, I think the net sum of that is actually very positive. I think where they need to exercise and build more muscle in is around um, the experience of what it's like to be in service to something greater than themselves. Uh, and that is that takes practice. It takes sort of a, a, a habit of mind to recognize that when you go out into the workplace, um, you may have ideas of what you want to do with that company and that organization, and you might be able to see projects. And those projects might be very compelling and actually be of great service to the organization, but it may not be a priority of that organization in that particular moment. So how do you bring your unique contribution and, and allow it to be present, but to not impede the work that that organization really needs to do in that moment and to be humble enough to be able to understand and, and inquire and investigate what it really means to have your contribution be a value added to that organization relative to how that organization perceives the you know their priorities so we have an understanding of what internships offer students and and how they can add to an organization but You've often spoken about how important it is for organizations to help interns come into the work and how they can do that really well and really thoughtfully. And doing that really well and really thoughtfully takes time and it takes effort. Um, and often organizations don't have those two things. So what's in it for them if it takes time and it takes effort. Why should they do this in the first place? I think employers who are engaging in internship 
opportunities are doing so because they recognize that they're also recruiting for their future workforce. Um, and so there's an immediate buy-in for them to be able to see, uh, is this student a fit culturally? Is this student a fit for, uh, based on capacities? And to be able to, you know, have them do a test test run basically mm-hmm. as an employee. So the the other thing that I think is 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 critical though is for employees to or for employers to also not underestimate the service that the college's uh, career service office can um, can offer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, every college is I mean, obviously major universities. That's going to be much more difficult. But in smaller liberal arts organizations, typically the people um, in the internship offices uh, do have a sense of uh, at least a certain cadre of students. Uh, at a place like Bennington, because this is part of our academic term and, and all students interface with our office, uh, we have a really strong sense of who our students are. So if an organization calls us and says, "This is the kind of student that we're looking for," and this is the interest that we're hoping that they would have. Uh, any one of us might have five or ten students in mind. Of course, we'll advertise the position to all students, but we might think, oh, I think this might be a great for so-and-so. So I think recognizing that the same is true at graduation, right? So if an organization is is has worked and has a relationship with a, with a college and has said, you know, I really love the interns that come from X, Y, and Z school, to be thinking about that so that there is a a natural pipeline from the internship experience that students might be having with employers throughout their education and the recruitment for entry-level positions upon graduation. And uh, sometimes schools will have really strong uh, school-to-employer pipelines for recruitment for jobs after graduation, and sometimes they'll have really strong pipelines for internships, but they don't always necessarily have both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that's, if there's, you know, that's the, that's a, um, a metric to, to, to assess and to say, is, that, is there room for us to grow in, in, in either of those areas? This has been a conversation with Dean of Fieldwork Term and Career Development, Holly McCormick. It is the first in a series of conversations Holly will open around work integrated learning, internships, and the intersection of higher education and the development of workplace talent. Holly will be speaking with leaders and innovators across fields of work and inside academia. Subscribe to Bennington's SoundCloud channel to get future workforce conversations and others. If you wish to be featured in conversations about work, work-integrated learning, internships, and millennial workforces, visit www.bennington.edu magazine.